This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. I have dying on my mind, and I'm wondering why the Alliance for Retired Americans, which is associated with the AFL-CIO, doesn't offer any kind of help for seniors who are starting to think about dying, which is what I'm doing. Of course, I've been thinking about it a long time. I saw in high school that one of my favorite poets, John Donne, was fixated on dying. He wrote some of his poetry while lying in his coffin. I've been especially interested in the dying process since the 1960s. There was a book by a woman named Jessica Mitford. It was called The American Way of Dying. She said that it's expensive to die and that the mourners are not good at resisting salespersons and religious people who might take advantage. I dread funerals. The preacher nearly always lies about the deceased. I remember one who to say about a good friend of mine, I didn't actually know him, but I understand that, blah, blah, blah. He didn't know anything about the guy, and he lied about him. As, because I personally knew the man was an atheist and didn't like religion at all. But this particular preacher went right on and took advantage of the funeral process. Some people force their children to kiss the cadaver, which is gross. Today's Washington Post fed my interest, too, because it had an article about something called end-of-life doulas, D-O-U-L-A-S. I had heard before that there was such a thing as a birth doula, but I didn't know there was a death doula. End-of-life doulas apparently help people with the emotional part of getting ready to die. But there's a lot more to it than just the emotional part. By the way, I found out that April 20th is National Death Doula Day. So I'm wondering why the Alliance for Retired Americans hasn't done anything. And so I, I made an inquiry and found out, sure enough, they haven't done it. And they're very interested in seeing if Texas would like to try it. Well, since I'm the president of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, I just might. On KNON Radio on Saturday on our regular talk show program, I happened to mention that six states now allow people to compost their dead relatives. It's, it's quite expensive, but you can do it. They compost you in a matter of a few days, and then uh, you can be used to grow flowers or potatoes or whatever you want to grow. I also happened to mention but that another funeral director had been caught illegally selling body parts. Apparently, body parts are pretty valuable, at least valuable enough for people to go to the trouble to steal skin and organs from people that go to funeral homes and sell them. That got me to thinking about it even more. But I was delighted after I mentioned it on the radio that one of our active members of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans Dallas chapter, which is my chapter, she called the Workers Beat Radio Show to tell us about a lot of things that we didn't know. Most importantly, she told us 
that there was a volunteer organization with great ideas and that they have a website. Their website is www.funerals.org. That's the national organization, and it's a volunteer organization. If you click on Texas on their map, you get the Funeral Consumers Association of North Texas, and their website is www.fcant.org. So it's fcant.org. I found out since then at Union Plus, which is free for members of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, Union Plus offers life insurance at a discount, and that's a death benefit. I know that online, one can post testimonials to someone who's dead or dying. One of our presidents announced that he had cancer not long ago and kind of left us with the impression, as he resigned from his post, that he didn't have long to live. So I set up testimonials online. I was able to do it for free. And 10 people gave testimonials about what a great guy he was. Incidentally, he's still a great guy, and he's healthier than I am. Anyway, one can post testimonials online. I'm thinking of that as a benefit for people who are getting ready to die. Another good benefit would be to make an online interview, kind of a goodbye statement for your relatives and heirs and uh, the survivors. And you could post that on YouTube and it would be accessible to the survivors and they could use it at your funeral or at your uh, wake or whatever you have. The end of life doulas, if they train you, if you have a doula, they might have you write your own obituary. I've seen that done. And that's a good training, I understand. That could also be done on video. When one of our members dies, like last week, we lost Rose Brown from our Dallas chapter. We always wish we could do more than just send flowers or make a donation to their favorite charity. We could, if we wanted to, organize a wake on Zoom, and that wouldn't cost anything for us, and it would be pretty easy. So I put together the things that I did know and I posted it on the website for the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans under the title, Are You Ready to Go? And I've been asking people for responses. If you want to respond, I'm easy to reach at genelance.org. The only trick is that it's hard to spell Lance, which is L-A-N-T-Z. That's Tango Zulu. Not the English spelling, it's the German spelling, Gene Lance. GeneLance.org. Here's some of the things I've learned. People don't understand the difference between a regular cremation and a direct cremation. A direct cremation usually costs a thousand bucks or less. I found one for $750. And if you go to a funeral home and buy a regular cremation from the funeral home, that usually costs three thousand bucks. In some states, they require you to buy the casket first and get embalmed, and then get cremated. So it costs even more than getting buried. The mortuary, if you get uh, the, your cremation from the mortuary, they're very likely to charge you to use their limino 
to have a viewing, to use their chapel, hire their personnel to manage the funeral, sell you a memory package. Direct cremation, on the other hand, entails picking up the body, keeping it on refrigeration until the burial permit is received, and transportation to the cemetery. There's a lot of difference in cremations. I understand that you can shop around if you want to. You have to get death certificates, and it is recommended that you should get at least 10 copies because you don't know who all is going to want a copy of the death certificate by the time you finish all the financial arrangements. People think that they have to be embalmed because that's pretty much what the funeral director tells them. That's not true in all states. And Texas, for example, does not require embalmment. It does also does not require a casket. Now, when you get to embalming and caskets, you have some environmental issues. Embalming is very bad for the environment. When an embalmed body is either cremated or buried, embalming fluids are toxic. And if you cremate somebody with uh, embalming fluids in them, all those chemicals go on out the smokestack and into the air. And it's poison. I used to deal with that stuff in the oil field because sometimes they put it in uh, embalming materials into the mud that they use to drill oil. And it was marked poison and it smelled awful. No matter how expensive a casket is, it's supposedly airtight and watertight and all that. I suppose because people think their bodies are gonna last forever. Eventually it breaks down and the embalming poisons pollute the surrounding earth Plus, sometimes it gets into the water, streams and rivers, etc. Now, you're going to get charged for refrigerating the body in most places, but you don't have to do it in Texas. You can use dry ice. You can, use, you can keep a body fresh by using dry ice, and it will keep the body fresh for three or four days, which is probably time for you to do a do-it-yourself funeral if that's what you want to do. Now, a lot of people wouldn't do that because they have religious reasons and because they think that somehow the cadaver has something to do with the religious, the religious rites and procedures. Other people would argue that it doesn't have anything to do with it and that you could just dispose of the cadaver as conveniently as possible and then have a wake. Maybe you could have an Irish wake where everybody gets drunk. But anyway, you could have a wake. It's not that easy to dispose of ashes, as you might think, because they're not good for the environment either. You can put them in the ocean, it's true, but I understand that from Texas law that you have to go out six miles from the shore to do it. So you'd have to hire somebody to take you out six miles before you could legally dump the ashes for free. There's lots of other options to do with things with ashes. If somebody loves oceans or fishing, they could have the ashes added to big concrete balls, which make new barrier reefs for fish. There's a website, eternalreefs.com, or they could be made into diamonds that you could keep, or bodies can be dissolved with supposedly non-toxic fluids and flushed down the drain into the city's drinking water. There are mushroom suits 
that eat the body and there's you know ways to do things you can compost a body in some states just by digging a hole and putting the body down there in it so you don't have to believe what the funeral director tells you what the limousine driver tells you what the cemetery plot salesman tells you there are ways to get around most of these costs an average cost of a funeral today is $10,000, and it can be a lot more than that. And don't forget, if you don't have arrangements made, then you're dumping it on your survivors. They're going to have to figure out your finances and how to dispose of your cadaver and how to properly deal with your memory all on their own, just at a time when they're mourning and not really able to do anything. Here's another good website. It's called Care and prepare.org careandprepare.org its purpose is to educate people about end of life documentation and some of their options if you're worried about your will and your estate there's a website it's www.freewill.com so there's a lot that could be done if we offered a service to our members at the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. If we wanted to, of course, it would be a drain on our resources and we don't have that much resources. So I'm thinking about doing it anyway and I'd like to have your opinion. Should the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans offer some kind of end of life coaching or end of life benefit to our members? This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.